I'm Laura. And I'm Jamie. And welcome to Chili's. Welcome back to this week's episode of Two Pals in a Pod. We're on episode 34. Which is 10 years older than both of us. My brother just had his birthday the other day and he's 34. I always forget how old I am. Speaking of forgetting how old I am, I was at the grocery store earlier today and this woman was like, oh, you're so young to be, like, grocery shopping on your own. And I think she thought I was helping, like, an elderly family member or, like, my mom or something. And I was like, how old do I have to be to, like, old enough to solo grocery shop? I just don't get it. This week's fun fact is that I like 12. This week's fun fact is that Scout is pawing at the door desperately trying to get in. I wish my dog could talk. She'd have so many stories of all the time she's fallen down the stairs. But we cannot have her on the podcast. She's got too much chaotic energy. All of the chaotic energy. Anyway, how the heck you been, Lorraine? Well, Jamie typically is the one with all the medical issues. This week it gets to be me hit it so i've had an unfortunate thing happen to me um my period is still going and we're on day 15 baby i don't take any birth control so it shouldn't be weird Uh, my doctor was like i really don't know what's happening either just ride this out man i'm like i'm ready to die yeah um i was taking bets on what the doctor would say to you And my final guess was, sorry you're a woman, good luck. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, They took some blood and some urine, and maybe they'll go back to me, maybe they won't, I don't know. They just kind of shoved me out the back door. For sure. Yeah, that's what happens when you have period problems. Um, I got a tetanus shot, because nobody knows when the last time I went to the doctor is. (laughs) Yeah, you're supposed to get one of those, like, every ten years, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. But... If you have it more often than that, you're, you'll be fine. Like, you shouldn't have one, like, every other day. But, like, if you get three within ten years, you're going to be fine. Yeah, but it makes your arm hurt really bad. And I, like, had a lot of work to do, like, the day or two after. And um, I just had to ride out the pain. Um, also, got my oven fixed today. They showed up at 7.50 in the morning. So one oven works and the other oven's broken. My body oven. Haha. <laughs> well, good thing you don't have anything in your oven. Your body's force ejected that by now. Yeah. Hmm. I've also been doing a lot of knitting. Speaking of which, we have an important announcement. Well, I did mention it last week, but um, I will mention it again because this episode is going to come out one day before my Etsy shop, Take No Knit, launches. It'll open on October 1st. Um, I'm going to be selling knitted products like hats and... Ear warmers. Ear warmers. Um, They're pretty nice quality. If you're the type of person who's like, I'm cold all the time... You literally will never be cold wearing one of these ads. 
Yeah, so that's on Instagram. It's take underscore no underscore knit. K-N-I-T. You need to look it up. These are quality hats. They look way nicer than anything you get at Target or something. And also perfect for the holiday season. You might as well start Christmas shopping now because when are you going to get to go to an actual store? Exactly. So hit up Take No Knit. We will also send it out on our Twitter day of launch. So hit her up. Yeah. They're very cute. I modeled with my dog. So if you want to see what I look like. There you go. So, other than your body falling apart and you sewing it back together, <laughs> what's been up with you? Really not a whole lot other than that. Um, I'm waiting to hear back about a potential job, and by God do I hope I get it. It would make my life a lot easier. Is it the one where you had to take, like, a personality test, a DNA sample, swab your mouth, do a backflip. <laughs> so I applied for a remote job, and it is based in California. Um, and they sent me some real bougie West Coast type shit questionnaire to fill out. Like, I hope they don't listen to this, but they my won't. God, was it pretentious. I mean, you're in the right market. I think I did a good job filling it out, though. Fingers crossed. Everybody likes your attitude, which is what makes people remember you and you get to stay, so. Hope so. Fingers crossed. What has Jim Jam the Flim Flam been doing? (laughs) I've brought it all the way around town. And by around town, I mean around the continent. We're going full circle this week, you guys. Okay, country. You haven't been to Canada or Mexico. I meant to say country, and I didn't even realize that I used the wrong term. Uh, Canada won't let me in, but they that's won't fine. let any of us in. I know, but I want to go. <laughs> I was gonna say it's not like you're specifically on a no-fly list for Canada. Listen, last time I went to Canada, and I had to go through customs. The guy made me cry. I was so afraid of him. He opened all my bags on the airport floor. I thought I was a criminal, and I was. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> anyway you found a pack of c4 um a few sticks of dynamite oh well i told him that i was going to film stuff which you know is not something anybody wants to hear what am i going to film that sounds illegal i really set myself up for failure but... you're going to canada to film porn that sounds like a waste of travel goodness gracious also fun little travel story before i give you a full recap of my week my camera bag is heavy. For those of you who don't know, I'm a wedding elopement photographer that travels based in Ohio. I go everywhere. Hit me up at Collectively Jamie. This is the episode of Self Plugs. Anyway, camera bag is heavy. It has a lot of equipment in it. And a lot of times a nice older gentleman on the plane will be like, let me help you with your bag, miss, trying to get it overhead. I have never, ever been... What was I going to say? Been unimpressed by the face a man makes when he picks up my camera bag. They're always like, oh my god, what's in here? And I'm like, if they begin to be creepy, I'll say, it's my shooting gear. Because it is. Uh, No, but it's my camera gear. And they are always impressed by how heavy that sucker is. And I lug it around on my back. Like, it's no big deal. But, anyway. 
I went to a photography workshop in Breckenridge, Colorado this week. It was a blast. I had the best time ever. I learned so much. I've taken nine photo shoots in like five days, which is a lot. So many. <laughs> um, and I am behind on all of my work. And I'm just pretty swamped in the work. But it's been fun. And I had a great time. I was very close to a moose in a wedding dress. That's a whole story we'll get into later. <laughs> I um tried to call you while you were there. <laughs> yes. And you were where? I was on top of a mountain. I was at Guinella Pass, for anybody who is familiar with Colorado, which is... At the top of a mountain in the middle of mostly nowhere. And that was the only place you got service? Yeah, pretty much. Um, Breckenridge was fine because that was like an actual city. But um, we were like an hour and a half outside of the city. But So Laura called. I answered on a mountain. I really did not get back to her because... She's the worst. Yeah, sorry. Uh, and then I got home. I've been home for a couple days. And tomorrow I'm going to... Tomorrow? On Thursday I'm going to Pittsburgh because I have a photo shoot there. And you had a photo shoot this weekend. Or was that last weekend? Both. Both. Yeah. You had a photo shoot this weekend and I last weekend. I had two... I had one on Saturday, one on Sunday. Today is Monday. Hello, welcome. Um... I have one Thursday, Friday this week, and another one on Saturday. I'm gonna pass out from just hearing you list all of them. Yeah, I have like a full notebook sheet of paper hanging up on the wall in my office listing everything I have to edit. And it keeps getting bigger, but seeing it is the only way I'll remember to do all of them. Mm -hmm. So, I've been doing that as well as like maintenance stuff because I can't just take pictures all the time. I have to like edit them and work on my website and all the dumb stuff that goes along with that. But yeah, I'm excited. I'm traveling again. I'm wearing a mask. I'm very nervous. I flew on a plane for the first time. I don't want to say past COVID because it's still happening, but like since, since COVID's been Ohio a thing, has been quarantined. Yeah. And it was interesting to say the least. I was distracted. There was a dog outside the window. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it was full on the way there. Like, there's people shoulder to shoulder with me. The whole plane was full. Um, on the way back, there was nobody in my middle seat, and there was a woman sitting next to me. She did not introduce herself or say hi, but she leaned over the middle seat for a half hour and watched me edit photos and just watched me do it. What the fuck? It's people's normal reaction to seeing somebody edit photos. I don't think my job's that peculiar. Um, everybody's been to a wedding. There's been a photographer. But people really get thrown off by it when I say that's my job. I think people are just used to nobody having a cool job. I guess so. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. I need a serious anxiety nap. <laughs> Speaking of an anxiety nap, we're going to take a quick little breaky break, and we'll be back for the rest of this shit show. And we're back from our beautiful break. <laughs> so, we are going to touch on pet peeves this week. You can guess what one of Laura's is, but we're going to hit it off with a classic... Pet peeves, pet peeves, pet peeves. You're supposed to sing the Tinder Tales song. 
tell. Tinder tales, Tinder tales, come on and grab your Tinder pals. Let's hear it. All right. So, as I mentioned earlier, um, my period, it's whack. And there's no reason for it to really be as whack as it fucking is. Yep. Um, since COVID hit in March, and I was busy in January and February, I haven't been on any dates with anybody, which, you know, means I haven't been active with anybody in the year of our Lord, 2020. <laughs> the year of our Lord? <laughs> That's what he people... abandoned us. <laughs> the world needed him most. Jesus abandoned us. Anyway. <laughs> Anyways, um, so I was at the doctor. I'm telling her, like, this is the weird stuff that's happening to me. Blah, blah, blah. She's like, okay, well, I'm going to have you go, you know, pee in a cup. And then after you're done, go down the hall to the phlebotomist. And in my head, like, this all happens in a quick second. But in my head, I'm like, phlebotomist, that sounds, like, really familiar. Like, where have I, like, heard that before? And, um, well, the last person I slept with was in December of last year. And um, they're a phlebotomist. So a quick second of fear ran through me, like, Am I going to have to go down the hall to this room to find... Because they were taking my blood to see if I had an STD. So am I going to go down the hall to the last person I slept with and ask them to take my blood and tell me if they gave me an STD? I really wish... It was a black woman, so I did not... <laughs> she was not the last person I slept with. Oh, goodness. I kind of wish that the last person you slept with was there. I don't wish you had an STD, but I'm... Still don't know. Doctor hasn't contacted me. Um, I don't. Come back next week and we'll give you an update. I really don't think that's the issue, but they got to check. I mean, if it is, we just promised our audience that information. So <laughs> hopefully, it's something like curable and not like real bad. Hopefully, I don't have HIV. Yeah. You want to know something weird about HIV? What? There's a lot of interesting facts about HIV. But- you can't catch it. From just being near the person. Well, when I was in third grade, they explained HIV. Like, if you both, if you and a friend fall at the playground, don't try to swap blood. And I thought that that was the only way you could get it. So if anybody needed a band-aid, like, my whole third grade class was terrified of anyone who needed a band-aid. Because they were like, what if our blood cells fuse together and we get this terrible, terrible thing called AIDS. Which we don't even know what AIDS is. Like... We just knew that if our blood touched, you got AIDS. Like, that was how it happened. <laughs> Which is just, what a way to explain that to children. And also, I can Why do you need to know about AIDS in the third grade? Just be like, don't make blood packs because you could give somebody else your germs. Yeah, I didn't even know that that was the thing. I was very... So then I was afraid of everybody. And that's when my anxiety started. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Uh, who really knows? Your anxiety has been up there since you were born. You were like, this event is too stressful and so is everything else who- that's ever happened to me. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Alright, speaking of things that are bothersome, let's talk about pet peeves. Pet peeves. So my pet peeve this week is a little specific, but I can make it make sense to everybody. So, our alma mater, 
um, they send out an email every week with possible job openings in the greater tri-state area. The whole state, actually. Um, but anyways, they send it out every week and there's some job openings. And sometimes there's none in our city, but there's usually some, like, nearby cities. Or, you know, it's just interesting to read. They also send out um, information about, like, if one of our classmates got a job somewhere, they're like, hey, congratulate them, or check out their portfolio, or something like that. Anyways, our career service person who sends out the job emails every week, no longer there. She's got a better, cooler job now. Now there's a man in charge of it. Here we go. Uh, you can <laughs> stop right there with pet peeve. The man is in charge. <laughs> Done. Uh. End of tweet. She did a wonderful job every week. Um, she did her the best she could because there's really not a whole lot to be sending out, especially as of late, for freaking design jobs. But she always managed to send something out. He started taking over these emails at the beginning of the month. The first two weeks of the month, he sends two emails with no jobs in them. None whatsoever. Third week, he doesn't even send an email. Fourth week, he sends an email that has four jobs in it. He spent two weeks completely redesigning the look of the email, and none of it makes it any better. I would say it's the same level of quality. It's just different. And the four jobs he included on there, he didn't include any information other than the title of the job and the location of the job. And it says, if you're interested in any of these, email me and I will give you more info. I'm like, I've never had to deal with this bullshit on all the other ones. All the other ones were like, here's the job if you're interested. And then they also had a special section for like, if a job specifically reached out to them and wanted specifically their students. That seems like a waste of time for him. Yeah, I know. Like, do you really want to be emailing everybody about these jobs? And the, I understand if there are no jobs in our city, I get it, that happens quite often, but the fact that he didn't send out any jobs from any city in the whole state of Ohio, I know there's at least one web design job They usually somewhere. even do in the U.S. as well, like... They'll do, like, a remote section, um, Kentucky, sometimes if there's just, like, a really cool place hiring, like, Nike or Nintendo, they'll just have, like, other... other. Yeah. Goodness gracious. It's frustrating because it's, like, who do I complain to about that? A lot of times I feel like in a position that a man takes over for a woman specifically, they feel like they need to do it their way. And it's like, hey, she's had this job for a while. She's got some expertise under her belt. Maybe it functions this way because she's educated on what she's doing. Mind-boggling. I know. I feel like it would have been one thing if they didn't send it out for two weeks because he just... He wanted to redesign it because he's in charge of it now. That's fine. But it has significantly less information. It is almost useless to me. It brought me a little bit of joy to receive those e emails every week to see, you know, somebody got a job or like these are the types of places they're hiring. And you can see like... They even announced when we got married. Yeah, they... It's a lovely email. It's very helpful. And it lets you know like what jobs are paying what and what's available where and kind of like just what to expect mm -hmm. um but i feel like usually like what is the purpose of changing something 
to make it worse. Like, I'm sure everybody has had that experience where somebody, like, changes something. And they're like, oh my god, it's new and improved. And you're like, but it's worse. It's like when they tried a new recipe of Coke. Like, everybody hated it and they went back to their good shit. Goodness gracious. Yeah, that's a good pet peeve. Solid. (laughs) My pet peeve is my pride and joy, my child scout. And no, I don't have a child. It's my golden retriever puppy. She's full grown. Weighs... How much? 65 pounds. She's not an adult until she's two, and she's still one and a half. Anyway, past three days, her new favorite hobby is two in the morning wake-up calls. So, she has decided that at two in the morning, she will run up to me with a toy in her mouth and cry, and then get in the bed, which is fine. She's allowed in our bed. We've never stopped her from doing this before. I don't know why she has to wake me up to do it first. The first night she does it is when I came back on from my trip and I was on a plane. So I just thought that maybe she forgot that I was here and she woke up and was like, oh my gosh, my mom's here. And was, I was like, oh, that's sweet. That's cute. Well, quit being sweet and cute today because instead of just waking me up at two in the morning like she has been doing, today she jumped on the bed, stood on my back, all 65 pounds of her. Cracking every single <laughs> spine vertebrae. Seriously. And then my husband was like, can you scoot over? And I was like, I hate both of you. I'm going to go sleep on the floor. So tonight, she's sleeping in her crate because I need a good night's sleep. That does not involve being walked all over. Literally being walked all over. Yeah, so. Do you have any advice for dogs that suddenly want to river stomp you at 2 in the morning? Also, if you have any advice for how... Do I? I don't know. I really want to message somebody at the school and be like, these job emails really suck now. What happened? Yeah. I think that you just have to do that. She's wincing in pain. So we're going to move on to giving our advice because we clearly have big opinions and good advice. So I think I'm going to go first. All right. I'm sure I'll have opinions by the end. If you have opinions, feel free to throw them in. Um, Here is some cooking tips and tricks from somebody who watches way too much cooking network. Season everything. (laughs) Salt and pepper isn't seasoning, sweetie. Yeah. That's the bare minimum to make something edible. Yes. Um, One thing I learned. um, So you're grilling meat in a pan. Sure. You're grilling it on the grill. Whatever. You are cooking meat. That requires tension. It's not like something you put in the oven. Yes. The more you flip it, the less tender it is going to be by the end. So you want to do minimal flipping on your meats. Um, Also, tenderize your meat before you cook it. If you don't have a meat tenderizer, because who the fuck does, (laughs) just stab it with a fork a lot. (laughs) Sounds weird, but... It makes it so much more edible in the end, especially if you're like me and you can't afford really good cuts of steak. You gotta buy the cheaper, not as great stuff. You gotta tenderize that or else it's gonna be unchewable. Tip number two. Um, I think everybody knows this, but I'm just throwing it in there for anybody who's never cooked before in their life. Salt your water before you boil your pasta. It helps it not stick together. 
You can also use a little bit of olive oil, but I don't like that route. I salt my water before I boil it. Um, also, not in the boiling water topic. You can add butter to anything and it'll make it a little bit better. If you gotta do it Paula Dean style, maybe without the racism, um, but butter shit up. Yeah. Another boiling tip. If you put a wooden spoon spatula over your pan, it helps it from bubbling oil, bubbling over because the wood will absorb the moisture. Tip number three. Please don't microwave hot dogs. Hot dogs are already listen low quality. You don't have to make it worse. You can eat anything you want to eat. Don't let anybody stop you or try to shame you for your food. My least favorite food in the world is hot dogs. I just can't do them, man. Even when I was a little kid, I was like, if we went to a grill it, I was like, I would rather have a cheeseburger. But to be fair, though, I know that you are vegetarian now Mm -hmm. and you absolutely wouldn't eat a hot dog and you probably barely ever ate one when you were little but a grilled or even boiled hot dog is exponentially better than a microwaved hot dog yeah okay um i also sometimes you gotta do what you gotta do with pizza rolls but they're better in the oven they are they really are if you have time make it in the oven and also my mom puts a little bit of salt on them after they get out of the oven and your listen. mom's trying to give you early diabetes <laughs> listen if i don't got it yet i'm not going to <laughs> <laughs> so on the pizza roll kick here's my cooking advice which is not actually cooking but whatever every week when i go grocery shopping i get one frozen pizza and that is called my emergency meal and some days you just don't feel like cooking, but you don't want to spend money out. If you have a frozen pizza, it's enough to feed you. So always have an emergency frozen pizza on hand. And one more cooking tip. I am very bad about actually making myself meals because I just think of meals that I already know how to make. I don't think about... Typically, I just want fast food or like fast casual, or even nice food from a restaurant because they've got quality meals on their menus usually. Or it's more interesting than the things that I know how to make from memory. Well, just think about the thing that you want to go out and eat. Like, oh no, I went to Taco Bell today. But if I think about it, really, I just wanted a quesadilla. I got tortilla, cheese, and chicken at my house. Yeah. Also, if you're like a super fan of something... If you type in, like, I used to really like the... recipes. Yeah. I used to really like the wonton tacos at Applebee's, which Applebee's, other than that, pretty much sucks. But if you type in wonton tacos, Applebee's copycat recipe on Pinterest, someone has made it. It is out there for you to have. And every recipe has a version for if you're allergic to something. Yeah. And sometimes I am overwhelmed by the thought of making new meals and trying new things. So I don't ever do more than one new thing a week. Whether that's a dessert or a meal, that's fine. I find a recipe and I'm like, I'll try this. Everything else I know how to make. I like. It's very easy, but I'm going to put time and effort into trying one new meal this week. Also with meals that have a lot of steps, try and do it with somebody else. Yes. It's a lot of work to do by yourself. And then eating by yourself just feels not rewarding enough for all the work you did. For sure. Those are good cooking tips.
What's your favorite cooking show? Rachel Ray. Are you serious? 30 Minute Meals. Oh my goodness. I also love when she goes to like a new town and it's like $30 a day and she gets breakfast, lunch, and dinner in a new town and they're all incredible for $30. You are my mother. <laughs> That's her favorite. It's $30 a day. <laughs> favorite. If I could, if I had the money to spend $30 a day on food, like dining out, I'd be, it'd be incredible. Yeah. I also am just so incredibly impressed with Rachel Ray's carrying ability. Like, if you've ever met a woman, you know she's always carrying a ton of shit. Uh-huh. Rachel Ray could carry everything in her fridge to her neighbor's house and back without dropping a single pea. Wow. I'll have to look into her carrying abilities. But she's just she a have, like, fun, unproblematic gal. No, she's just talented at balancing. For some reason, my brain really associates her and Kelly Clarkson together. <laughs> I'm sure Peculiar. they probably did, did something together. Did you hear Kelly Clarkson got a divorce? Didn't know who she's married to. I don't either, but it was very sad. I was listening to the Jonas Brothers in my car. Yes. Um, and the song Year 3000 came on. Of course it did. And they said, our seventh album... Everybody bought our seventh album. It's outsold Kelly Clarkson. Yeah. I was like, the age, the dating. How is this song ever going to be relatable in the future? It won't. It's gone. She's a goner. (laughs) Oh, one more piece of advice from me before we do Jamie's. This is not cooking related. It's TikTok related. Um, I saw this TikTok and I'm just going to pretty much repeat it. If a man or really anybody ever says you would look better without makeup, this is how you respond. And you would look better without skin. And that is your fun little extra advice for me. That was a lot. Can we get some advice from Jimbo Town? I don't think that I can follow that up. <laughs> Take us away with your advice, Jimbo. Speaking of taking you away, I got some road trip advice. I've been on more road trips than I can count, and I'm usually the driver. So, here's my road trip advice. Coffee. First things first, start with coffee. (laughs) You gotta start there. I also would say know yourself. I am a morning person. I really don't enjoy driving at night. I do it often because I've got to, but I try to make a deal with friends. If we're trying to get somewhere pretty early, I'll pile them in the car and they can sleep, and I'll start driving at 5 a.m. I don't mind to do that. Um, So know yourself. Try to pick times that you can drive. If you are the only person driving, you're going to need something other than music and by the only person driving I mean the only person in the car if it's you going somewhere far away by yourself music will not cut it you need to phone call somebody hopefully you have a best friend that you can talk to about nothing for like a solid half hour you probably will need a podcast if you're not a podcast person I recommend just trying to find something to listen to that's not music because maybe an audio book because sometimes yeah. An actual story can be more interesting than a podcast. Yeah, maybe an audiobook. Even if you just want to listen to the local radio stations for whatever town you're in. Because when you listen to music, 
especially music that you like and you know all the words to, it is very easy to tune it out. It will not help keep you awake and you won't even realize it's on at some point. So hearing something you've never heard before, like a podcast or an audiobook or just a radio DJ talking about Kelly Clarkson's divorce or whatever the heck they're talking about that week will just make your mind be slightly more attentive to what's going on. Um, bring snacks because you do not know somebody at that local Starbucks on that exit might have COVID and so all the Starbucks within a 30 mile radius are closed. You're going to have to figure something out. <laughs> you have to have some food at some point. Also with snacks, eating is an activity that helps keep you awake because you can't fall asleep if you're eating. I mean, some people are talented, but... Yeah. Also, this is a road trip tip for passengers. Let's say you've got a car full. There's four people in your car and you're cruising. If you were going to call shotgun, then you best be willing to stay awake with the driver. If you call shotgun and you fall asleep while the other people are in the back, that is top 10 sins. You cannot do that to somebody. Um, so if you're going to go to sleep, that's fine. That's cool. Get in the back. Let somebody who's going to talk and interact with the driver be up front and also probably help navigate because you're probably going somewhere you've never been before. Bring a phone charger. I feel like everybody has a phone charger in their car, but I've been on road trips and people have been like, oh, it's in my suitcase. And I'm like, I don't understand how you expect us to get anywhere. Um, that's a requirement. Make sure your oil is changed before you go and your tire pressure is good and all that stuff. And if you don't know what I'm talking about, call a friend. Repeat what I just said to you. They'll help you. <laughs> also be prepared for a freak snowstorm. Just in case. Um, if you're going to be in the Midwest, man. Who could really never not be sure? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I have tons of road trip advice, but that's my my top ones. Well, and one other one my dad told me is you, I mean, this is something to keep in your car at all times, but especially a road trip, always have a jacket and walking shoes in your car in case your car breaks down and you gotta walk a while. For sure. One more tip I want to give. Know yourself and if you need rest and you're falling asleep, pull over, take a quick nap. If you still got several hours to go, book a hotel, but... I've pulled over with only half an hour left to go because I literally fell asleep. I but, personally do have a problem where I <laughs> fall asleep after about an hour of driving, but still. Most people don't. If you're like me, you can keep driving if you're a little uncomfortable. You just need a new distraction. So switch up your distraction. So if you're done with the podcast you're listening to, switch back to music. If you're getting a little sleepy, grab a second coffee. Road trip spending rules are a little different than normal life spending rules. And just keep going. I'm somebody who drives several hours. I feel like lots of people are held back from traveling because they're like, oh, I can't do this or I can't drive that many hours. You can. Just put in the effort. You can do anything you want to do as long as you power through it. Um, and take the necessary breaks. Yeah, take the necessary breaks you need. Get out, walk around. But like... It probably will be fine. Seven hours is not that far. I was thinking about road tripping to, apparently, Manhattan uh, this weekend because there was an art show I wanted to go to. 
Um, Come to Pittsburgh with me. It's only four and a half hours. It is ten hours and 59 minutes to get to Manhattan from here. Yeah. What the fuck? (laughs) I thought... I also didn't know where this was. I just knew that it was in New York Which is a really big state. Um, So I was like... I don't know, five, six hours? I can't Maybe believe seven. that. It's going to take me four and a half to get to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. <laughs> I don't know things. I didn't have a geography class. Uh, quick story. My parents did not get a GPS until I was about 16 because my stepdad drove all over the country for work. He drove to, like, every state. We have a magnet for most states. Um and he just pulled an atlas out everywhere we went, or a map. Like, he could look at a map, and then he memorized <laughs> a lot of things. So, I didn't get a GPS. So, I would say maybe just look at a map a couple times before you go. If somewhere says east, and you know the state you're going is to the east of where you are, great. You need to know that information. Otherwise, I don't think you need to memorize everything. But like Road trip tip. Know your basic directions. Seriously. And also, my last and final tip. I am always the city driver of my friends. I hate it. I can't stand being down there. It doesn't there. bother I me. I drive down one-way roads. I don't know why it bothers people. I don't mind it because if i stop in the middle of the road the fastest somebody's going behind me is 10 miles an hour go ahead and rear end me we'll both be fine and i'm fine just stopping traffic to decide where i want to go you have to be a pretty ballsy driver if you're gonna drive in the city but a lot of my friends get overwhelmed when they look at the signs and they see seven different signs this happened to me and my friend and we were going to the museum there was seven different directions to go and i said none of the other ones matter none of them are orange saying caution They're all blue, normal street signs. And it said museum left. Anything else in those signs is irrelevant to the information you need. Once you find what you need, forget everything else. That was my biggest piece of advice. We did receive an email. So, we're going to give our advice and opinions on this because it's pretty topical as well. Um, I've got a wedding to be in in exactly two weeks. Um, Jamie will be attending. Yes, I was invited. Um, Our beautiful friends, Leroy and Nicol, are doing the marriage thing. Lee and Nicole. I just didn't want it to sound like we were trying to make it heterosexual for the podcast. Um, They have already postponed their wedding once, and, well, now we're doing it, baby. And it's honestly going to be so much fun. I cannot wait. But the question we were asked was... How to be a good bridesmaid. As Laura has been a bridesmaid quite a few times now, right? Once. Really? It seems like multiple. No, No, I have been a bridesmaid once, but I'm going on my second time, and then I already have a third one lined up. And I've been a bride and a bridesmaid, so I've got opinions. (laughs) I've got some opinions, too, from behind the scenes of Jamie's wedding. Real quick. Uh, this is before wedding stuff. First off, wear whatever the fuck they tell you to wear as long as it comes in your size. If it doesn't come in your size... Bring it up to them. Bring it up. Because I love Jamie, but all her bridesmaids were a size 6 or below. And I'm the only one who had needed a double digit size. Um, the website she picked had very lovely dresses, but they only went up to 
a 10 slash 12 and the dress she wanted just didn't fit me which is fine i was totally chill with you wearing something else so i wanted you to be comfortable we went a different route i wanted you feel hot i mean you would have probably felt more hot in jeans but like i had no problem with the dress honestly i was able to zip it up um it was just very uncomfortable because it was definitely not my right size goodness sorry that happened to you pal but yeah, don't be a bitch about what you gotta wear. Just wear it. You're not a two-year-old who has to complain. If you can get it on your body, that's what you're fucking wearing. Um, nothing is about you. If any of the other bridesmaids are trying to cause an issue, it is your job as a responsible, normal, not psycho to shut that shit down and let the never let the bride know that somebody was being crazy. If you can shut it down, you don't need to tell the bride that somebody was being crazy. Yeah. I'm also a wedding photographer, so I've seen a lot of behind the scenes of some friendship highs and lows. That would be a whole different advice topic, but I could give you the behind the scenes on that. As a bridesmaid, you do also need to be prepared to fight a guest at a moment's notice. Oh, for sure. I didn't have to, but I was prepared. Absolutely. So, here's my advice on being a good bridesmaid. Tip number one. Laura and I are in agreement on. Make sure the morning of the wedding, the bride eats. I don't care if you have to threaten her life. It is your responsibility to make sure they consume some sort of food. And if you want to have a little bit of mimosas that morning, that's fine. Make sure they don't overdo it. They'll regret it. And they won't remember their wedding day. They'll be so sad. And they'll have really boozy photos. The next one um, is do not keep your bride locked in the prep room all day long. She needs to be aired out. That happened to me and I got to watch all my guests come. I got to watch my husband walk around with all of his friends. And I was not allowed to open the room to get air circulating through. Because, so it was two rooms across the hall from each other. And if both doors were open, you would have seen each other getting ready. They had their door open because they had like a secondary room in their room where they could like go get dressed. And then they had like a little sitting area. I did not have that. We did not have a sitting area. Um, We were on the floor looking in mirrors getting ready. But we did have like a really nice bathroom. Yeah. So... But someone was standing in the tub doing their makeup in there. You gotta let people... It was Courtney. (laughs) You've gotta let the bride at least walk around for a minute. I know... Take your bride for a walk. Yeah, if you're not... Seriously. If you're not gonna do a first look, fine. Great, that's your opinion. Lock the groom up or the other partner up for a little bit. And let the one who's supposed to be hidden walk around for a minute. If you have two brides, schedule some different walks. Seriously. If you have three brides, I don't really know what to tell you. That's a whole different situation. Um, Be absolutely prepared to have to help them go to the bathroom and just whatever they need, do it. And I don't know if this question was specifically for the wedding day or for the wedding planning, but I'm going to do a little bit of both. If If you've got big opinions about wedding dresses, then stay home. Yes. (laughs) Um, If you got big opinions, stay home. Nobody wants your opinion about how they feel in a wedding. I mean, like... They want good opinions. Just like, I don't know, they try on three dresses, 
they're a beautiful friend of yours. They look good in all three. But if they're just like, I don't feel more significant about one of these three, which one do you like best? Just be like, three really did this good thing for your butt. Yeah, seriously. That's the kind of opinions you need. And Laura has specific fighting tactics on that. Nobody was like that when I tried on wedding dresses, but Laura was prepared to break a neck if they were. Me and your mom were like, (laughs) anybody want to go? Jamie's specific dress had these beautiful, like, lacy sleeves. And she was, like, asking, you know, opinions. And I was like, those sleeves are perfect. You love to fiddle with stuff. And they're the length that you can play with them. (laughs) Seriously. Oh, goodness. Also, it was literally just the most beautiful dress you tried on. The other ones were, like, nice. But this one was just Jamie. (laughs) Um, here's, like, a bridesmaid slash bride tip, but I feel like a bridesmaid could really help with this. Take selfies and pictures of behind the scenes that day. Yes, you're so busy getting ready, you forget to be, like, we're just hanging out. Having fun, yeah. And, of course, you're gonna get, like, beautiful pictures from your photographer and you want that, but sometimes you just want, like, a silly selfie in the bathroom mirror with your girls on your wedding day. That's one of my favorite photos. I'm very sad Laura wasn't in it because she was the only one who didn't have to pee because her bladder was stronger than ours. I didn't know y'all were going to be taking cute pics. Well, I was like, I have to go to the bathroom and I just got followed. Also, all the other bridesmaids stayed longer because they were not drunk and didn't need a ride home. (laughs) They could drive themselves. I had to go home with uh, our friends who were ready to go because... I had a quarter bottle of whiskey. Another thing I have an opinion about. If you're a bride, you're in heterosexual marriage, the bride needs to be pretty good friends with one of the groomsmen. Because you're going to need somebody with pockets to hold your crap for that day. Mine was our dear friend Adam. If I needed Adam to have something... Adam would have put a whole armory of tampons in his pockets for you i wish i would have taken him wedding dress shopping to be honest adam would have hyped you the fuck up he'd be the one like floofing your dress out be like oh my god bitch look at this obviously the groomsmen are about your husband but like make sure you got a bro on your side too (laughs) because and vice versa yeah i lost my phone had i said hey adam can you keep my phone in your pocket That wouldn't have happened. I wouldn't have had to call somebody to unlock the house to come 30 minutes after our wedding ended to get my phone that I could see on the floor in this room. (laughs) Oh, um, bring a little preparedness bag for your bride. Yes. Um. Scissors. Scissors, duct tape, a little sewing kit, um, a five-hour energy yeah. And a granola bar. Yeah. Yep. Oh, somebody needs to keep their, whatever lipstick they're wearing, somebody needs to have that on hand for photography purposes. Because you're going to forget it when you walk out of the room. Yeah. Also, bring extra bobby pins. I know that you love your hairdresser. There's never enough bobby pins in the world. There's never enough. <laughs> Buy stock and bobby pins is what I'm saying. Also, as a bridesmaid, you need to do practice hair and makeup too. Because you're going to get to the day and you have enough time to get it done right the first time. And that's it. Yeah, pretty much. Um, And break your shoes in. Yeah. 
And other than that, like... Just be a positive, happy energy for them. For sure. And be a problem solver. Now, there's going to be stupid little problems that come up that day. Like, hey, bride, I don't know where your bouquet is. The photographer took it, and she might be having the groom hold it for a few photos. I, I don't know. I'm just making stuff up. You could probably, as a bridesmaid, just walk out of the room and go see that the photographer's doing that. Don't ask every question you have to the bride. She's got things happening. (laughs) She is contemplating her whole life. (laughs) Yeah. So, obviously, you have to ask her some specific questions. Don't be afraid to, but, like... Bring a toothbrush. If you can ask somebody... One of you might throw up. Yeah. It might be me. It might be the bride. But there is a chance, I don't know, somebody drank too much, or somebody is really nervous, or, I don't know, somebody might have a dirty little secret they're concerned about. Be prepared that somebody will vomit. Yeah. As long as it's not on the bride. Please don't vomit on the bride. And if you're going to bring alcohol, bring clear alcohol. If you bring red wine while she's putting on her wedding dress to toast it. What the fuck is wrong with you? You don't love her. Like, you're a bad friend. (laughs) (laughs) Even if that's your favorite, like, sorry. You're just going to have to wait till later. This is one last one for me. Bring the literal most comfy thing you own to get dressed in. Sometimes your bride might, like, have matching robes or matching t-shirts or something, but that's not a whole outfit. No. Come prepared in something super comfortable because you're not going to want to change into your dress until the last minute. Absolutely. And make sure it's steamed. I think we've given all the bridesmaids tips we can. If you fuck it up after this, you're just an idiot. Maybe we should write a book together. Maybe a pamphlet. Okay. Maybe a leaflet. Okay. As always. A brochure. This brochure is about to go fling yourself down the stairs. I think I'm so much funnier than I am. Okay, on that note, if you need any advice, questions, comments, concerns, tweet us at 2palsinapod or email us at 2palsinapod at gmail.com. We'll see you next week with some advice about... Something. Something. See ya!